Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. With Scott. I'm recording. I'll oh, we can't talk story. about it. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh. Nope. We're recording. Done. Mm-mm. Done with that. Mm-mm. Nope. Excuse me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we do look like a bunch of war pigs this morning, man. <laughs> yeah. The weekend was not kind to us. <laughs> the years, the years have not been kind. <clears throat> I found that I need maybe an hour in the morning to kind of yeah. like clear my throat for like a solid hour. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that's going to be in like thirty years? No. Mm-mm. Like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to wake up and then stretch for an hour. Like my knees will hurt. Oh, ooh, just a bunch of those. Ugh. It does, but like you'll be up at four a.m. anyway because you can't sleep. So. <laughs> That's a good point. Nature Which, has its way of, you yeah, know, yeah. working itself out, balancing the scales. Uh, that reminds me, Megan sent us a text. Oh, did she? Which, I didn't get which, it. Yeah, which you cannot get, Connor. That's right. <laughs> Wait, was it a text? Yeah, it was a text. And uh, it was a play off of some of the progressive stuff. Um, oh, it was like a, a link to something? With a visit. No, it was a pictures pictures of her and her family at the airport. And she was oh. wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> and she had brought snacks to the she airport. Snacks to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. She's pretty young to be like that. Oh, she's a trendsetter, dude. Yeah, it did is. reiterate... What we've been talking about for not a decade, but going on it of we need to make fanny packs. Gosh. Yeah. I that's my one gripe. That's mm-hmm. my one gripe of all the years in the podcast. <laughs> I'm dying for a fanny pack. Well, you can get one. It doesn't have to be a three dogs north branded one. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I can't. I'll send you the not I'll send you that. the JPEG, dude. You could just keep, have it made. Order <laughs> <laughs> a custom. No, I can't wear it and then not have the fans oh, have the I fans see. not wear theirs. Right. I am not I refuse to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's not a road I want to go down either. <laughs> <laughs> That's I designed a bunch <laughs> that got weird that was during the stay at home stuff man yeah. I remember you texting us like a pretty serious idea <laughs> absolutely it was a mask yeah I had it did not aren't you glad good. we didn't go that it way did, but I'm a little bit a little bit but then it just said <laughs> I am church I, or be church yeah and it was like a safety the, the, the implication was be safe wear a mask right. be church but it didn't look like that. I, yeah. I, it looked like something else. <clears throat> Man, that would have been super inside. No one would have understood <laughs> that that had something to do with the internet radio show. That's the well, best, so man. so big news. Did yeah. you want to share it with the with the listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I got a call recently from. Uncle Sam, and I'll be going in May to uh, serve as the chaplain and the Catholic priest of the 82nd Airborne Division, and uh, they're stationed at Fort Bragg. 
but it looks like they are uh, they have been active recently and <clears throat> wasn't on any of my lists or anything like that. Uh, so super excited, super honored to be their chaplain. And Rob, you're already on board, man. You're already getting 82nd Airborne stuff. Man. I'm looking for apparel. <clears throat> yeah, I'm see what I can find on Amazon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just support, man. Just I support. so appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm just the the apparel that I'm picturing that is available is like all over print. You know that kind of like that aesthetic where it's it's really big and sort of like the old English font mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Either that or like like pain is uh, weakness leaving the body kind of stuff. Right. Which is the Marines I know, but yeah, I didn't even know that was the Marines. I thought that was just a, a thing we say. I think it's the I, Marines. Yeah, ours is uh, all the way or death from above, which death I from love. Above is cool. Death from above is so sweet. The hundred and seventy third, they're a unit out in Italy. They're called the Sky Soldiers. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. So that was my first choice. Uh, and then I I had a couple other places in Georgia here just to stay close Can to you, family. But you mentioned that the these units get famous because of heroic stuff they did. Mm-hmm, what yeah. was the eighty seconds claim to fame again? The eighty second well, they they were formed in World War One, nineteen seventeen. And then I mean they've done stuff all the way throughout even into Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom. They've had jumps mm-hmm. into Normandy. They were there in World War II. They were there in Vietnam. They were there in Desert Storm, Desert Shield. They were there in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so they've been around for a long time. They just have a really storied history. And one of the things that they're known for is they have maroon berets mm. uh, for their covers. Mm. And it's like... Uh, it's a unique thing that the 82nd gets to do, uh, have a different headgear than the rest of the army. So, and how many? This is a division. Can you also review yeah. the like the numbers, unit, division? Yeah, yeah. So they're a part of the 18th Air Corps, uh, and so it goes Corps. Man, I'm gonna mess this up. Which but is like thousands of guys and ladies. That would yeah, that would be huge. That, that's Jaimunga, and then mm-hmm. a division is. Well, it's tough to put a number on it, but so so it goes Corps, Division, Brigade, Battalion, Platoon, Squad, Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Platoons, there's usually like 40 to 50 guys in a platoon, and there's usually like four or five platoons in a company. And my unit now in Macon, they have seven companies in one battalion, and I think we have three battalions in one brigade. So Wait, that, I that's, didn't hear Division there. And then, and then there's three brigades that make up one division. Got it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, so we're in the, like the one or 2,000 people? I'm probably more than that. Probably 10,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's so like a, a parish. Division. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they're kind of scattered throughout. So, so I'm, I'm really excited. Everybody that I've told is just like, hey, you've been I'm excited for you, out. Mike. This is really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Are you, uh, share what you will but you know with the recent unpleasantness and the feelings among i don't know if you've talked to your military people but any uh fears or excitement or what's your where's your heart at with all this 
Um, Geopolitical stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really understand what Russia's doing, honestly. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, I mean, not to get t- too much into the details, but like if Russia wanted Ukraine, Putin's not, he's, he's a wild man, but he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have forces that they could just flatten Kiev and take whatever they wanted. But they didn't do that. Right. Which is weird. And so, like, I don't know what his end game is. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's just poking the bear to see how people would respond. Um, but it makes everything blurry and unclear. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future. Um, but I, honestly, I've taken a lot of solace. Like, when I told my mom, um, I didn't even realize how how unexpected her response was. Because I, I expect it because I know her until I told a bunch of the ladies at the parish that that this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm, there's a good chance, like they're tip of the spear type folks, there's a good chance I could end up uh, being over there or whatever. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, is your mom okay? Is she doing okay with this? And I'm like, oh my God, that didn't even cross my mind. Because I told my mom and she was like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. go over there and kick some butt. Like the mom from Maccabees? I'm like, do, do not disgrace me. Do not die gloriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It did not even cross my mind that my mom should be worried or something like that. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that's kind of been the atmosphere that when I've shared with people, that's kind of been the response. And so I think that's bolstered my excitement and um, has diminished my fear. Mm-hmm. of of stuff it's like that's where we, that's where we got to be that's what we got to do so right I, i'm not i'm not super worried about it yeah i <clears throat> you may not have thought about this at all yet but just with the intensity like of of that and we were talking before we hit record of like man you've been like since i've known you you've been talking about like the call to be a military chaplain for 10 <laughs> years at this point yeah. you know it's a big it's a big thing but uh what about like, yeah, any thoughts on the thing you're most thankful to have learned, like going into this? Like, oh, does, that, man. does that make sense? Yeah. And, and not to like lead you into anything, but I, I was honestly, for whatever reason, I was thinking about like our Stein class with Duran and just like the understanding of the human person that like you have. Because even like your stories, I mean, talking about it's just an intense thing that you're going to go and, and do. And I think that's the exact. It's just so cool to hear you say of like, yeah, we just got to be there, you know, and as a priest, you got to you got to be there. Right. Does that makes sense. I, I don't know. I'm just curious of like how that all integrates. Yeah, man. I mean, if. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'll have to think about that, dude. Yeah, I didn't that's, mean to put you on the spot. No, it's a no, big no. Question. That, that's a that's a really good question. Um, like things that I've learned specifically in priesthood. I don't know about you guys, but like over the years, um, I've grown in deep confidence in like Jesus's fidelity to people, and and feeling like I don't I don't have to save people. Uh, mm-hmm. which is really a relief 
um, like you know, you have a little part to play, and if you if you're there with the person in your priesthood, then like Jesus is going to take care of the rest. Um, and I think that's going to be a real blessing with a lot of these guys and gals. It's like you can't fix, <laughs> you can't save these people, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to get into a lot of stuff because they live intensely, like like we talked about. But it's like that's not your job. Your job is to just to do what Jesus is asking, and know that He's going to be faithful. And uh, like I think I've grown in my understanding of that because He's been faithful to me, primarily, even when I'm stupid. Um, and I think I've like learned that probably deeper in my bones than in my head. Uh, so really, kind of grown in trust in that. I I think that'll be a real blessing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll, I mean, that's a good question, man. I'll have to think about it. That's awesome, dude. You know, we joked before I joked with you, are you going to build a hipster coffee shop with your soldiers? Um, but yeah, the, the mission that you have, it's so, I mean, it doesn't, it hasn't happened yet. So I don't want to like put too many features to it. Um, well, it's not like, the present reality, but it seems to me more like you have to be aware of that reality that like, I'm not building something. This is not me. This is not some like enduring thing that requires my vision. It's, it's not reactive, but it's, it's, it's proactive. Like you're going to where the edges to the people that are on it and being there for them and giving them the sacraments, pastoring them. But, uh, like you, you just have to be you have to be responsive to reality as it is, you know, you don't create the environment. You just like inhabit it. And then Jesus becomes present, which is pretty like just uh, emblematic of the kingdom. You know, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Um, yeah. So that it's just really, it's really interesting to me. Like you, you have to be more aware of that reality because you can't, um, it, it's also, governed by providence, you know, the encounters that you'll have, the people that you'll be with, the things that are going on um, with, like, you can't pretend to have any effect on where this unit is going and what Vladimir Putin is going to do, or like, it's so much this, um, like in the world, but not of the world. And the world is going around a mile a minute, swirling around with what it's all about. And you're just there. Um, keeping people like stable in their identity and their relationship with God. Um, which to me is very cool. And also makes me think the diocesan priesthood is so lit, you know, as the kids say these days, <laughs> like we, we get on, I feel like we were talking about this with the, um, what does book. that mean? Lit means like legit, like, okay. Rad. Um, it means rad. That's, yeah. I mean, that's another, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have said rad. Oh, well, I know what rad means, obviously. <laughs> Tubular. Says, Don't say radical. That's that. That's what I say. Um, yeah, we were talking with the vocation director team here in Chicago. Uh, we were doing a little bit of leadership team exercises and discernment of our core values, core purpose, and it was pretty cool. Um, but one of the things we, we kind of ran up against was like the image of the diocesan priesthood. It's a, it's like when you go to seek and stuff with these, these conferences with uh, 
with college kids and people that are of that age and of that mentality to be discerning their vocations. You've got like the CFRs with their long gray hoods and you've got, you know, community of St. John or, or like these different communities that are, first of all, can pull from anywhere and also have like just this image that's like holy and radical. And, you know, we're, we're legit and we're, we're kind of like the shock troops of Jesus. And, and then you got the diocesan vocation directors and they're like, suits being like hey if you're from these two counties you should join the priesthood (laughs) you know and uh it's almost like we are less legit but we also have kind of harder lives because we have to live by ourselves we're more exposed to the secular world you know you're not in this little enclave of of like-minded people praying with each other living in community and so i think our image it's harder to sell it you know or like we feel less able to sell it as vocations people Hmm. um for that reason. But I think actually like you can look at it and flip it on its head and, it, and it's a little bit more like, okay, this is not a safe vocation. You know, it's not like, Oh, you know, I'm going to feel like really legit and also um, not be as much of at risk of like being exposed to the world. Like the diocesan priesthood is, is not for the faint of heart, you know, um, not to puff us up or anything like that, but it's just kind of, uh, a shame that we don't have a ton of like patron saints. St. John Vianney is a uh, diocesan priest, I think, but he, even he was like third order of St. Francis. Um, you know, military chaplains. Uh, what was it? What's the grunt padre or the, the one that you went to the funeral for? Emil? Yeah, Emil Capon. Yeah. Um, some of those. And then, of course, the apostles, the originales would be uh, our order, but just like the idea that we're doing, you know, you're a pastor of a parish in Southern Illinois, Rob, I'm a Newman chaplain at a big urban university and you're going to be the chaplain, the sacramental priest for the 82nd airborne division. Like that's the diocesan priesthood. We just go where the people are, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. And that was one of the things that what Cardinal George ingrained in Bishop Barron, who ingrained it in us, is like we're forming you guys to be priests, to be priests of Jesus Christ, which means that you can hopefully step into a plethora of realities and be a conduit of God's grace and His mercy, stable and, in your identity. Because, yeah. like, yeah, it's not you're not going to get your identity from, uh, yeah, anything else other than this interior lived relationship with Christ particularly around the Eucharist, right? Like that's the meaning of our lives. Yeah. I emailed, I emailed Baron recently and, um, I was, we're using, uh, for our Lenten book club, we're using his Eucharist book. So I was telling him that, but just like put in there how thankful that specific point was. Cause he told, he talked about it very kind of adamantly during our priesthood retreat as well of like you are being ordained as a priest of jesus and that's it like so it's not like you're not being formed to be a parish priest or to be like this type of priest you're a priest then you go do what the church asks you to do wherever whenever i was like man that's like in a huge grace Mm -hmm. like day in and day out to go back to that Right, and you and you say that as a parish priest, right? For sure, 
but right. it's still it's like you're man if you if you put your identity in that like good yeah. luck good luck because <laughs> you will burn out <laughs> yeah for sure and have very little to show for it mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah well i'm jazzed for you mike thanks dude yeah man me too me too i gotta i gotta start working out like hard yeah i was gonna say I got to become an animal. Yeah, welcome to. Do you the get club, to have bro. a beard in the eighty second? I'll have to shave this off, mm. man. It's just, just a bummer. What a great beard! Is it at this point? Is there a razor that can can shave that <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Or is it like a treatment? Yeah, it's. I got a chainsaw in the shed. <laughs> we'll hack at it. No, I'm 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 so excited. Um, it does make me think. You know what? Like, there is a lot of support that I have here, and it's there. There's spiritual support, sacramental support, um, but like a lot of family and friends that I I really heavily rely on. I don't know how people live without friends. Mm. Um, and I think that'll be a hard transition because. Well, maybe the military, like one of the great things that they do is they do facilitate friendship because you do have to rely on each other and you get really close really fast, usually through suffering together, bonds people together really intensely. Um, But yeah, I'll have to be really attentive and aware of a lot of that stuff as I move on. And we'll have to see how the podcast changes and I don't know what we're going to do. I thought right. I was going to be gone all of April, but I'll I'll be here for all of April. Mm-hmm. I was going to go out to do some training in in California, but so that's all that's all changed. <clears throat> but be, because I'm going to be kind of alone as a priest, not not alone as a person, like I'll right. be with all, all these other soldiers, but, but not with other priests. Not with other priests, yeah. yeah. And I I don't know. Yeah, be That's something I want to be aware of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially I know military. Yeah. In the military culture, I'm sure that's. Yeah. It's very different than rectory culture, you know, a healthy rectory where you're praying together and eating together. Yeah. I've heard of guys when I was in Columbia, uh, South Carolina, that's where Fort Jackson is. I, I've heard of chaplains who will live off post at the rectory of the local parish. Mm and so that they have some sort of community and then they kind of go into work and <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. I refuse to develop friendships with lay people. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. Not what? A good idea. Gosh. I Why don't want to say about that. I don't want to say beneath <laughs> me, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just going to be, I, I need to be around other priests. Totally. For sure. Uh, uh, and I would so. imagine the army crowd is, is younger you know so there's that also creates a little bit of a gap it's harder to relate yeah and they see you as this authority figure spiritual you know they need you to be somebody um for them that requires a little bit of distance i hope we can cast all the time but if we can't and we have to go on a hiatus think about how old and grizzled we'll look when we come back oh man you'll all be gray yeah. Oh, dude. I'm so bald already. 
Like <laughs> if you were bald, that we that picture with the tactical the uh, knitted crocheted hip clip. You were in your twenties and you were already balding. I I know. I don't get it, man. Can we see is that? What is that true? With? Yeah, man. Like this is this is. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. come on. That's you got so much hair. I mean, there's like I'm not I'm not complaining. It's just it's you know there's a trend that is being noticed that right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think about just buzzing it? Um, no. Yeah. Should I? I don't know. I mean, it might look good, but you, you're you don't have like a receding hairline, so it's not like you're tempted to come over. Like you just kind of it's thinning. It's thinning. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. That is true. I I don't think buzzing's the way to go, Rob. Right, not for you. Little summertime yeah. haircut. Yeah, throwback. I don't know. I mean, throwback. dude. Once you once you go once you go bald, like you, <laughs> you don't chop go back. it all off. Yeah, I know it's just a, that's a decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just I saying if if we have to if there's a hiatus, then who knows what we'll look like? Especially right, yeah, me, dude. Yeah, you could have a <laughs> you could have a skull it by the time we get back. Oh, is that a skull mullet? Yeah, it's a bald mullet. Yeah, you oh. bald in the front and. <laughs> Oh, that's so gross. I know. Wouldn't do that opera? be like wouldn't that, that be amazing <laughs> though? That's right. Like, they kind of do. Don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like conductors. Or, or, we, we're thinking conductors? of a cartoon, I'm sure. What if Oh gosh, wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> if I had that and like and all I wanted to talk about when we came back was just trying to get into opera that like had just failed. <laughs> You have to have one of those little conductor sticks and mm-hmm. tap it, tap it on all these different things. Yeah, mm. looks like a little wand. It does. What are conductors doing up there? I don't know. I used to think that when I was a kid, I thought, are they like telling them what notes to play? Because that's insane. <laughs> like if one guy is conducting everybody, and, but then I realized that like that music's all on the paper. The conductor's just like, play it now. Come on, keep playing it. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you, violins. I'm talking to you, oboes. <laughs> That's definitely what conductors do. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> no, you guys play. <laughs> oh man, we are ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, many people were offended by that. I'm sure. And I love Connor, how we're you've it studied opera. music. You actually know this. I mean, they do the tempo, and then they're like, how big they do their arms is like how loud you should play. That's all I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we gathered. Yeah, it seems reasonable to me. Mm. Can can I just say this? I'm I'm very aware. I've really tried to. uh, I've really tried to work with optimal computer position and microphone position, but I'm very aware that. I might be breathing into the microphone. Mm. I don't notice it. And you haven't noticed it? Well, now I don't really like go back and listen because Megan does our notes for us. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if she just hears my nose whistle. Mm -hmm. She can let us know. Can we share the that's one of my favorite memories of of the cast that I don't think has ever been put on the air before. Share it, Rob. 
Yeah. Well, this was like six months ago. Do you remember this, Bisque? And you were adamant <laughs> of like telling Mike about his nose whistle. And he didn't mm-hmm. believe you for a while. In a very aggressive move, <laughs> you isolated the nose whistle sound and, and texted it to him. Yeah, and said, that's right. Listen to this. <laughs> this is, and it was. It was just this. It's excruciating. Yeah. <laughs> it was crystal clear, too, dude. Yeah. I was so convinced that it wasn't me. Yeah. I was wrong. It's like some kind of septum issue. Maybe it's related to your throat clearing. Your septum is an issue. (laughs) That was defensive. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't for the Lord. (laughs) Well, anyway, hey, people, like this is what you get with diacin priesthood, baby. (laughs) Look at look at this in all its glory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh, that's true, dude. If we do take a hiatus, we're gonna come back looking like a bunch of grizzled veterans. Mm. That'll be bad. I don't think. But I, I hope we don't have to take a hiatus. I, I would love. I mean, oh yeah. These days, it's just this little microphone and a computer. You're gonna have a computer. Yeah. I wonder if they. It'll be in some kind of army computer. We need to put in a password that changes by the minute because it's so confidential. You won't be able to tell tell us where you are, so we won't know what time zone you're in. No, 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 no. I, I should, I, I can still make plans and communicate with people. No, you'll have, you'll have some blacked out curtain so we can't tell what time of day it is. Um, I, I'll still be able to have a personal computer so right. that it won't be a problem. We, we should be able to keep casting, which I think mm-hmm. will be really fun. I'll have to be aware of like the things that I share and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, I don't have to murder you guys. Like I say something. Or everybody like, that oh. listens to us. Uh, yeah, now I got to find all of our listeners. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking awesome. last week, uh, I do have to get going here, but if if people listen to our last episode about the dumb phone and are convinced to get dumb phones, we'll just be chipping away slowly at all of our listeners because you can't listen to the podcast on a dumb phone. It's a circle and, of life, dude. And maybe that's the end of, that's how we end. It's like every, we just get everybody off the internet. Oh my gosh. That is that is the abolition of man by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> like that is exactly exactly his point. <laughs> that would be an epic way to go. The point of just... us being on the internet is to gather a of coterie of of humans that insist on being human, and let's get off of the internet together, hand in hand, dude. Yeah. We just go into the abyss, dude. Of humanness. The, yes, into the abyss. Dude, I told a story yesterday in my homily, and it was about an adventure that ended terribly. The whole point was it was the blind leading the blind, and I was the blind and led my brothers into a serious booty whooping from my dad, essentially. (laughs) I left that part out of the homily, but uh, it was like this super fun adventure through the woods. And I was talking to a bunch of kids afterwards, and I was like, "They all tell me about the adventures y'all get into," and they said, "We only do virtual adventures." The kids said that. The kids said that, and I said, "What the hell is a virtual adventure?" <laughs> it's virtually That's, not an adventure. Yeah, you're just saying you play video games. <laughs> That's what you just said to me, and that's your no. adventure. He he doesn't have adventures. Mm-hmm. They can, though. The adventures are still out there. You just have to stop doing the virtual ones. That's really scary, man. 
I was upset. I was visibly shaken. I've been talk. I've been trying not to talk too much. As I mentioned, I don't want to be the flip phone guy. But uh, Daniel, our team director, said for Lent, like he's suggesting a lot of people uh, manage their screen time for Lent, make a little bit time for prayer. And he's saying, I thought he was joking when he mentioned when he said this quantity, but he was serious. This is the average he hears: five hours of screen time on the phone alone of college kids they spend five hours a day looking at their phones that's crazy dude (laughs) dude you get your flip phone judgment out of here all right (laughs) no i'm just saying i'm not it's it's more like a like a father's concern for his children more than like a judgment it's just like that's not that's not good for you at all i got i went and picked up some chipotle last night i didn't I had a late lunch. So I ate dinner after the 7 p.m. mass, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to get Chipotle. And as I got out of the car, I saw this girl in the passenger seat, probably waiting for somebody inside, chair all the way back, just looking at uh, Instagram and just like videos right like right in her face. Um, and the expression on her face was like complete just ennui and sadness. And it, I was like, man. Sorry, I didn't want to concerned. bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I get that. That was that was my that was my feel too. And I know we got to go, but I because my thought was like, dude, if you don't have adventures, like you're not experiencing life, and life is gonna come and get you, dude. Right. Life, mm. life is, and so whenever that happens, like, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You're actually not prepared. Right. For 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 what you're about to face, and so in that way, it's like it is real deal, legit concern. That's part of why you do adventures, and it it actually prepares you for yeah, like low stakes adrenaline and danger. Yeah, yeah. And man, it life is aggressive, and it's going to kick you in the face. And so it's like if you're not used to getting kicked in the face, it may knock you out. You yeah, know? that's really wise. Pull that quote, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mike Tyson quote. Yeah, Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. It's <laughs> a great quote. That's, That's like this, quote. the wisest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got to get going. All right. Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> yeah, I respect him. I respect him, but I'm <laughs> definitely going to make orphans of his children. <laughs> 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 that's from the simpsons i can't i can't claim it <laughs> oh man i wish he actually said that <laughs> uh all right guys have Peace. a good day follow three dogs north on instagram Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball.
Squeaky dogs. Squeaky dogs. Good girl.